Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is Zach. And this is Stuart. And uh, this episode is a super special double episode of the book club. Yeah, it's, um, it's a, a double feature. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a science fiction double book. feature. Yeah. And it's, it's not quite it's the late holiday night. special. You know, <laughs> it's, it's that Friday, gotta buy it quickly or the price will go up by <laughs> two. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't sure <laughs> See, where I was going there. I thought I thought you were going in the uh, the direction of uh, Rocky Horror late night science fiction double feature, but oh. it's not quite late night because it's like six thirty on a Sunday. So. Yeah, I was going more <laughs> with the whole like Black Friday, uh, small business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. So I guess Sunday doesn't get a thing, right? Yeah, I guess not because um, there's also Giving Tuesday. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know so there's it goes Tuesday. It goes well. I mean, isn't that every Tuesday? <laughs> That's every Tuesday for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, with just like how how that whole weekend progresses. But no, I was I was saying that the the listeners get a uh double feature for the, the low low cost of free. Yeah, it's it's a two for one special. That's right. <laughs> Come and get it while it's hot. Um, and yeah, this uh, so this uh, set, I guess, was was my choice. Uh, yeah. and the reason there's two of them is that ostensibly, which we'll talk about a little bit later, mm-hmm. um, is they're in a series. And as you like, as, as you've been following, we we tend to do sequels to books if they're in a series. True. Um. So this is Chuck Wendig's 2015 work Zeros and mm-hmm. 2016 work Invasive. Yeah, um, it's interesting that it it's like only a year apart. I assume. I wonder if he had it like in the works if he was working on both books at the same time or. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know that he is very prolific. He he has a um blog that I'll I think I'll link in the show notes. Uh, at oh, cool. Terrible Minds. Mm -hmm. um and he's he's extremely prolific um he's got a lot of like young adult series that are out uh he used Mm -hmm. to write a lot of comics for disney before they canned him because of stupid reasons i think yeah yeah um Um, because this is actually the uh first well these are the first two books that i've read of his so yeah yeah well and he has an interesting um writing style he moves very quickly yeah um which i These like books were were very uh i guess fast for me to read um it didn't seem large or arduous it didn't seem like there was a lot of flowery flowery language it seemed more kind of straightforward yeah exactly like they're they're great like beach book beach reads, reading yeah or like it's 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 kind of like in the same vein of like science like pulp sci-fi from like the 60s where it's like look at this thing and look yeah. at this other thing <laughs> it really kind of reminded me a little bit of like michael crean's books in that so sort of... on that yeah oh. <laughs> i um i well it, it's funny you you mentioned that because i was i was looking at like when i was reading both of them um mm-hmm. back to back at first i read invasive not knowing that zeros came before it um, oh when I first, oh like, <laughs> started reading and i was like wow this is really like michael Crichton, you yeah. know like you just said but um and so i went into zeros thinking it would be the same thing and zeros to me seems more like um like a dan I, brown book yeah 
it's got because that like in the reason for that there are the, the reason that i'm drawing that distinction i think is that like both of both those authors to me write uh very similarly in that they're writing for kind of a mainstream audience um and they they write in a way that it's very easy to adapt what they've written to mm-hmm. like a tv show or a movie or something like that yeah i could definitely see this as like a mini series especially zeros because yeah well especially zeros because there's so many different places i think you could take it just because of the theme of that book mm-hmm. um which uh, for for you know we're assuming that everyone has read these i think <laughs> yeah i mean usually trend. when you come into these uh podcasts or when you start listening we have the assumption that you have read these books as well because we don't go into like an in-depth summary of these particular books i think that would be yeah kind of dull (laughs) yeah it would i mean the well and and the easy thing about these two books i think is they're very easy to summarize Mm -hmm. so the um yeah, like, just so that everyone's on the same page, uh, like, so Zeros is, I would call it like a spy thriller, or like a conspiracy theory yeah. theor- thriller, um, kind of like a, like a sci-fi Jason Bourne type movie, more mm-hmm. than like a James Bond movie, so like, kind of like Mr. Robot, for example. Yeah, that's, that's what I got with like all the hacking and with all of like, trying to like having a secret base of like a bunch of elite hackers and whatnot so yeah yeah and and like just generally the uh the the plot for for people who may be tuning in now if this is something you have like i don't know why you would have listened to like five or ten minutes of a podcast about a book you've never read but um you know it's it's five hackers uh there's an anonymous type an old school cypherpunk uh a hacktivist a black hat and a troll Mm -hmm. um are detained by the u.s government and they're forced to be white hat hackers uh, and they uncover an internal threat called typhon yeah uh, and they go on the run (laughs) um now typhon is kind of essentially just an ai that can be uploaded to real people and it was developed by a contractor for the nsa so that's that's a really cool concept (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it really is i um I, I I really like the concept of it, especially like it it gave me um, like body horror type type feelings reading yeah. it. Um, just to, especially the the descriptions they have of like the 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 what do they call it the compiler? I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, and the, I the will compiler say is... like with these two books, I do think that um a lot of the ambiance and a lot of like just the writing really does tap into a um i guess a primal not a primal sense but kind of like a primal sense in the reader especially with like invasion and everything yeah well oh what's funny i i didn't pick that up but yeah now that you're saying that yeah like just the theming of all of the characters being hackers like all of them in some way like violate privacy to Mm -hmm. some extent yeah uh, an identity and so it's interesting comparing that to typhon which is developed by a government by a, an agency that is not known for not breaking into people's privacy <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so so who who threw this um 
who would you say would be your favorite character? Um, um it's hard because like all of the characters really are interesting in their own sort of unique way. Yeah. Um, I do think the main character, the actual like hacker hacker character, I forget his name at the moment. Oh, uh, well, so um, I can do a quick uh, character like bio, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so, so there's Chance Dalton. Yeah. Um, he's a, according to my notes, the anonymous type. Uh, he's not as technically proficient as the others. Like he, he's when they all get kind of pinned together, he's like constantly having to get help from the other ones even the really really old guy (laughs) yeah um yeah wade so wade wade earthman which i I don't that sounds like a changed hippie name to me but he's a he's a vietnam vet Uh, he's the cypher cypherpunk so he does a lot of like encryption and survivalist training yeah which is kind of cool i mean i like him i think he's my favorite (laughs) yeah I, He's I just was kind of like rude towards bastard, but like it's interesting because they all kind of have their own like different perspectives. I feel yeah. like it was it was well enough written where like you could sort of like get behind all of the main characters. Yeah, well, and and it's it's interesting to me the um, how adept I think. Uh, Wendig is at making me care about the characters because i feel like a lot of authors like they they write a couple of characters that you can tell are the ones that they're really interested in and then mm-hmm. everyone else is used as props whereas yeah. he like all of them could have been the main character like uh, i true. feel like chance is the one that they yeah he I, sticks I, with like he's the but the because focus. he doesn't yeah, yeah and i think it's because he doesn't know as much as the others or maybe that's why he doesn't know as much as the others is because yeah so you can kind of like explain the world or explain like the story through the other characters to him yeah so yeah um i uh i did also like um deandre the uh he's the black hat he Mm -hmm. he he's like a credit skimmer and he steals bitcoin and paypal and stuff like that um i i liked how even though so i i i think the um that deandre and then reagan the the troll Mm -hmm. he does the best at taking those two characters that are the most unlikable or could have had had the potential to be the most unlikable characters um and making them sympathetic and it's like oh okay they are good guys like they're doing these things for a reason they're not yeah. just doing I, it because I think, they love chaos yeah and i think it would just be hard to get behind characters like that if it was just we're just doing it for the chaos where yeah. you use it as more of like a bridge in the story yeah yeah and and um you know the the weakest I, to me at least when i when i was reading through uh of the characters for me at least was uh alina she was the mm-hmm. uh, the hacktivist the syrian american hacktivist yeah I, and i, I think it's because that. that's that like her her role is interesting like because she's she's good at networking things but it, it's 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 almost too nebulous to really like succinctly summarize the things that she does yeah she's an activist yeah other than just kind of summarizing it and going 
uh yeah twitter and arab spring and and uh social engineering Done. yeah like that's <laughs> now here's a question did like were the technical aspects of this book did it throw you off i know that you're from um i guess not like a younger generation but still like you know i would wonder if like if you were from an older generation and you didn't know like some of the lingo or some of like computer um, terms and stuff like that, if this would be a little bit like more of a, a see, difficult read, if, if you get what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's fairly accessible. Like if, if I guess if you're the type of person that like, would be inclined to buy a book after reading the back of it and seeing that it says techno thriller. Yeah. You'd probably have a good basis. Mm -hmm. Um, and anything that's really complicated, he either, uh, but, and having read interviews and articles with him before, like he's, he's not like hacker man 5,000. You know? Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> of like, hand waving of like this happens because it happens and it's like okay yeah it's it's very very much a cinematic like like it's not as bad as say i think it's the fourth die hard where there's a guy with a laptop and it's like i'm stealing the internet with this laptop right it's not like yeah hand -wavy it's like, i've like got all that. the tubes yeah it's 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 more just hand wavy of like yeah this thing works like this because this specialist who I've identified as a specialist says it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's definitely not, I, I don't think it would be something that. But you don't think that there's core. any like bear or uh, like barrier to entry into this book. If yeah. I don't, have I don't kind think of... it's a huge barrier to it. Cause I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's mass. It has to be mass enough market for people who are, mm -hmm again picking this up in like a like a barnes and noble or a, um on amazon after reading a couple of reviews um it's not for like cs majors at georgia tech or something <laughs> you yeah. know like they're they're probably way beyond like they, they would be the ones like highlighting it going this is not correct yeah computers don't work like this That's you true. can't do that <laughs> though i will say one of the like the strongest things are one of the things I found like uh, really enjoyable in this book. Um, and it, it's a testament to uh, his writing was the dialogue between everybody. I really enjoyed like, it seemed very natural. Right? Yeah. It, it seemed like it would be kind of like the dialogue I would have with some of my more technical friends and stuff like that. Um, I think, exactly. you know, it, it has that kind of like, I don't know that like dry sense of humor as well as uh just like a very friendly like atmosphere and everything so I, I that was one of the things that I like really enjoyed about this book yeah it, it was very very um easy to get into again like a Dan Brown not because you know I think it's arguable whether or not Dan Brown or Michael Crichton are good quote-unquote mm -hmm. writers but like you know they sell a lot of books a lot yeah. of people read them yeah yeah um, they're not I, they, they're they're at a certain level where they have mainstream enough appeal that like mm -hmm. it's 
Windig, I think, has the same facility with with language and storytelling as those two authors do, and that like it's very approachable. It's not up its own ass. It's yeah. trying to tell you a good story. Yeah, and I think that's really what like makes the book flow because spoilers. Yeah. This is my favorite book out of the two. Oh, really? You liked this one more? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. See, I um, like I said, I like both of them. I actually, mm-hmm. when we do our 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 grading, I gave them, spoilers. I gave them both the same grade. Okay. Um, but I like Invasive a little bit more. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So what 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 drew you to this one? Is it like the again? The... Uh, it was just like the conversation between characters. Um, it's the subject matter. I really do enjoy like you know the whole um cybersecurity as well as like being like hacking and sort of like getting a team together and just like working through like these challenges and everything along those lines and i do feel like you know each character was well developed and you know stood out as their own character i don't really yeah. feel like anybody was kind of like mishy-moshed or anything along those lines sure, and i do sure. feel like you know it has this like action and the suspense to it yeah well and and you know that being said i do really like i feel like uh zeros has much better pacing than mm-hmm. invasive um yeah i could definitely see like a net like i said earlier a netflix show maybe based on this um and again, I like the weird body horror at the end. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not so much for. for yeah, me, I know you but... don't really like body horror. I, yeah. I just like the. Because, um, like, he gives you this idea of that, that, like, he slowly introduces, yeah, Typhon is an AI. And then it's like, oh, Typhon is an AI that can be put into people and yeah. take them over. And then it's like, oh, this is how it would look if you were to put an AI into someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that slow unveiling of what's going on. Of just being like, uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, know, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, a f- so it's a future that seems like it may could happen. Like, it seems like it's something that, given so many years down the road, this could be not feasible, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, because this is written from a person... Like, it's it, it's one of those stories that, to me, is, is almost like you could say it's, you know, like... 10 minutes into the future so Mm -hmm. to speak like it's it's present day kind of but like it's still there's still some advancing and and some technology in here that it's just like yeah we can't do that now yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but we're close we're close we're close but but not yet (laughs) so that's kind of what like sparked my interest in this book um that's and again i read these in order so I'm not sure if that um, has anything to do because I was kind of looking forward to like maybe seeing some reoccurring characters or. Well, there's there's two that. <laughs> in, in... Okay. They, there's there's two um, two characters that recur, but it's uh, I, I guess we should 
break into that now. Oh, um, well, I, I mean, did oh. you have anything else that you would like to say Oh, about? yeah, I mean, the other thing that I had was, uh, did did you have uh, any any uh, castings for these characters, if this were a show? Um, Again, I my, some. my casting isn't super great, just because gotcha. I'm not, <laughs> like, I don't know too many, like, actors by names but i can point out like a couple like i don't know Uh, mr robot seems like a lot of those characters like i kind of like that sort of atmosphere of sure i think it would translate pretty well with the um you know if it became and i think this would be much better as like a mini series than an actual oh yeah absolutely because you would really want to sort of like build the characters oh what was there was this one show where it was like people doing heists and they would like oh leverage leverage yeah, yeah. i could sort of see this at, in that kind of like vein in that kind of like setup where yeah. you know they would sort of like be going through and explaining stuff and you know things like that well you know it's funny i um I always immediately like if I'm if I'm reading something that's like that I could see being adapted into something mm-hmm. um, nine times out of ten if I'm if I'm thinking like a show or something it's because I'm reading a book yeah um, and if I'm thinking movie it's because I'm reading like a short story in a short story collection <laughs> yeah um, and I feel like the yeah like the the miniseries or like an anthology show or whatever uh, kind of like with what um, amazon did with philip k dick stories oh yeah um, or sort of ago. like good omens um again, yeah like a good omens something like that mm-hmm. um like the the castings that i have and there there aren't very many characters in this but um like so for chance i have donald gleason he played um hux in the new star wars movies the Red oh Hindu. okay yeah um deandre i have john boyega um just because when i was reading him i was picturing finn from star wars (laughs) oh okay so okay um alina i have linnea berthelson which i have no idea if she's syrian or not but who was she from she's uh she played kali in uh, the second season of stranger things oh okay yeah um she like alina is so alina in this and the reason i came to that is that she's she's grounded and i think realistic but she's also very very she's very intense yeah (laughs) as a character like to the point that the other characters are like okay you you need to like chill just a little bit yeah (laughs) um (laughs) for regan i have uh shannon purser uh she played um barb in uh, stranger things okay Mm-hmm. um also she's about the right age because regan in this is the the troll who's like the youngest of yeah the group. <laughs> yeah and, and what do you think about like having a troll on the uh on the team and everything so like... after like it wasn't until we got her backstory that i was just like okay yeah. i can see why she's here but like up to there i was just like okay this character is the most goddamn annoying character (laughs) (laughs) yeah i really did not like her up and up until we got her story yeah it it was definitely a rough character 
Um, yeah. And I could see, like, why some people might be a little put off from that character and everything. Especially yeah. when you're, like, troll. What, what kind of, like, you know, benefits does, does that person have? So... Uh, well, like, I mean, she's good at scrounging up a lot of personal detail about yeah. someone in a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's definitely a skill. I know a couple of people who seem to have that skill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the better or for the worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for, uh, now for Wade, which was my favorite character, hands down, the, mm-hmm. the crusty old, like... yeah. The, the guy that when the government comes to collect him, he's got like six go bags. And yeah. He's like, all right, let's do this. He's like, he can't oh, catch I'm prepared. Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have uh, Ron Perlman. Okay. Um, um, he played uh, Hellboy in the, the first iterations of Hellboy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Hollis, I have Mahersha Ali. Um, he's supposed to play Blade in the new Blade movies coming out. Hmm. I didn't know that there was a new Blade movie coming out. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out probably in the next few years. Um, and Hollis is the uh, FBI. So he's an FBI agent. He's uh, basically their handler while they're working for mm-hmm. the Lodge, which is part of, I think, part of the NSA. Um, I forget that detail of who the Lodge is affiliated with, but my, my suspicion did, is that it's run by the NSA. Yeah, I think it was never... At least from what I remember, it was never really, like, super specific. Yeah, it's just, like, the government's yeah team of X-Men hackers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then for the, the Typhon compiler, I have Steve Carell, just because, like, the descriptions of him are that, like, he's just this mild-mannered, like, boring-looking average dude, which I think Steve Carell is, and I've never <laughs> seen Steve Carell in a horror movie, so I kind of want to see that. <laughs> uh, Steve Carell is from The Office? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, there, see, look, there's there's one actor I know. Yeah, there I'm you just, go. I'm, I'm not good with, like, <laughs> actors' names. Like, yeah. I know their faces, but, like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, so the... Um, did, was that it that, that you had for invasive or yeah uh, i mean i, I would recommend it um again yeah I think like it's, it's a good like summer read i don't think it's yeah. it's not going to like change your life or anything along those no. lines but you know i think it's it is something that would be fun that people would probably enjoy and you know it wasn't like a prolific book in any sort of way uh, but it was still nonetheless a good read. Something that yeah, I... it's only like like three hundred pages, I think. Like it's not very long. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and I mean, this will spoil what I gave for invasive. But I'm curious what uh, what did you uh, grade this book as? I, I gave it the solid B. Oh well, good. Me too. Yeah, I gave a solid okay. B to this and invasive. So okay. it, it, it's good to know that we're we're on the same page at least. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, again, it's not like life changing in any sort of way. I didn't like come out yeah. of it as a a new person or anything along those lines. But like you know, it was a good read. It was it was something that I did enjoy. Um, you know, sometimes when 
I'm reading a book and I don't enjoy it. I put it down. I let it sit there for like a week. I ended up taking, uh, I went on a camping trip and uh, yeah. I brought this along with me. And camping trips are definitely a good, you know, good way to like read some books when you've got nothing else to do, really. You can just oh, kind of like, yeah, you know, just trying to get some, some, I guess, me time and everything. <laughs> but yeah, I had brought it with me and I spent the majority of the time just kind of like, out in nature reading this book it wasn't like you know i i put it down i was like i'll get back to it later and you know left it in the car or something like that yeah and to me that's that's always the good mark of a book where where you're like i don't want to see what happens next let me <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i, read I one do more feel like it's it was <laughs> suspenseful at parts and there was like again good action and everything so i i feel like i feel like the book delivered on what it promised yeah yeah um yeah and you know i like it i i gave it a b as well um get pretty much for the same reasons that you said so like it, it's it's not something that's like groundbreaking and will mm -hmm. like change the way you look at computers or what but it's fun like yeah. it's 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 a ride to, to approach it's it's uh it gets you thinking and um yeah, there's enough mystery in there for you to be like, okay, I don't know anything about this world other than what he's described, but let me see if I can <laughs> join in on the, the, the ride or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was the reasons for me giving it a B. Um, so I guess with that, uh, talking about uh, 2016's Invasive. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one for me was very, like I said, very like Crichton science thrillery. Yeah, I, I could sort of see it not like as a monster thriller, but it is kind of like a monster thriller. Yeah, Them it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's kind of like his book. Um, I think it's Prey, mm -hmm. where like nanomachines get loose or something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, like, so, so the, the brief synopsis of this one is that uh the main character is an fbi consultant who is a futurist so she spends her time envisioning bad things that that can happen by following science and trend uh theories yeah um and she's you know hired to pursue a case that involves genetically engineered ants and as predicted it all goes haywire um and it, at the end, it gets wrapped up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's more straightforward, I think. Like, there's only really one character in it. Like, you follow uh, Hannah Stronger. Yeah. Well, um, what did you think of her character? Like, she, honestly, she didn't have as much character as any of the multiple characters in Zeros. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just it was kind of hard. For me to get behind her character but yeah I, I mean I'm... it's interesting that she's not she's not affiliated with a government agency other than that they've hired her to was... look into something oh yeah, yeah she's, she's a consultant, consultant for the FBI. Yeah. okay yeah yeah so um yeah so i i think it's interesting when because like warren ellis writes about futurists and and crime ways 
mm-hmm. like in, in comics and stuff. And it's always interesting whenever the idea of having a person whose sole role is to envision how badly things can go is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, this book it um it's so to be honest it's it's gross there there's a lot of gross mm-hmm. scenes um, yeah there's a lot of like creepy crawly sort of i mean especially when you're working with like the subject matter of like ants and stuff like that especially yeah, like, like what they can do at, even as like bioengineered weapons <laughs> yeah yeah which um you know, how, what, what were your feelings on this one? Since you said you you preferred zeros to this. Yeah, it, so, you know, when you first um, introduced me to this uh, podcast and these two books, I was kind of waiting for, like, the connection between the two worlds. Like, I, I assume that they take place in the same world and everything along those lines. Yeah. And... Um, I was just waiting for like some reoccurring characters, but like, again, everything was, I think very minor. If there was any sort of connection, um, yes. nothing really kind of like jumped out at my mind or anything, but um, yeah. So it was like, it's interesting about, you know, the Iceland sort of like billionaire who's like <laughs> owns this like tech company and is like, you know, creating this sort of stuff. And, you know, I could definitely like envision that as, yeah. as something, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just, the pacing was a little off for me. Ex- yeah. I just, I, because the other, so zeros, it felt a little bit more, I guess, action oriented where this was kind of a, a slow simmer a little bit of a burn and everything right which you know is fine if that's your thing and everything but um it just personally it took me a little bit longer to get through this book yeah and that's a fair criticism like like uh the the well like what i said about zeros like the pacing in it is very very well done mm-hmm. um invasive like like you were saying it's it's not it's not paced the greatest Mm -hmm. um it's it's interesting that it's a lot of internal monologue because there's there's only one main character really uh, unless she's interviewing someone and again i i feel like um chuck's like writing style really shines in that whole like conversational sort of exactly uh writing and like the concept's cool about like you know these particular ants and yeah have been bioengineered and everything like that but i just i don't know I, i i felt like i didn't fully enjoy it as much as i did his previous book gotcha yeah yeah um and you know the the uh icelandic billionaire that you mentioned einar gearson yeah um he to me reads like as a very very ham-handed version of like here's elon musk yeah <laughs> which i found hilarious because elon oh, musk like this eccentric exactly like sort of that would yeah yeah <laughs> like and... i have a company that controls 
ants now like i mean yeah. did you see a few months ago when he announced um this chip that he had one of his companies invented that you can put in, in a pig's brain and control it or something like no i never heard of that yeah but, it's like but thanks, it moves guy. to our first book of like how <laughs> not far away you know everything is yeah exactly yeah it's i and i mean i'm obviously getting the details wrong because but yeah it, it's that type of like publicity stunt that i could totally see einar the character mm -hmm. in this doing um because like why 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 would you engineer yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ants to do this stuff <laughs> other than to be a horror movie villain <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but uh but yeah i i liked this one despite it being gross and making me itch with yeah. all the descriptions um i'm not a huge fan itch, of bugs. Yeah. um not a huge fan of bugs not a huge fan of some of the really gross descriptions of like what these ants do to people to kill them <laughs> like yeah it's, yeah it's just like okay cool <laughs> um yep you've you've described it <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um yeah like i still gave it a solid b because it's it's the type of thing that i could very easily see being made into a again a movie mm -hmm. um it's so so internal that you only have other characters giving dialogue for exposition that like i feel like this one could be the movie of the two of them whereas i feel like zeros needs a little bit more yeah room to stretch yeah and i feel like zeros you know you have the, like the group of that you're putting together a group and yeah. that really benefits from you know a, a multi-series uh show where this could definitely be just a movie because i feel like you could cut out some of the things you know, I will say it was kind of nice about like seeing about Hannah's parents about like, you know, how they were like diehard survivalists. And that's like sort of her way of like approaching a lot of things was just kind of like seeing the world behind like every possible corner or angle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like that as an explanation for her character. Mm -hmm. Like he um and again, I, I think that Wendig does a great job of characterization um and character building. I just I feel like this one was not as as tight as the other one. Tight. Yeah. It's um which I mean Which I mean it doesn't mean that it was bad in any sort of way. Like no. you know, I gave a, a B minus, but that's just because you know i enjoyed the other book a little bit better right yeah. yeah and and you know also this did come out what a year after the previous one yeah um, that's why i was kind of curious because you know i thought maybe like it would mean that he was writing them at the same time and maybe some things would bleed into other things but yeah the um the the connection in it the the only connections really is that hollis cooper is, or hollis copper is a is a hannah's um handler mm -hmm. just like he was the handler almost for the zeros except yeah. that the fbi is actually paying her and she's not like a criminal mm -hmm. um 
and then there's there's like two chapters i think where he calls up wade to have him hack into something for more information that oh he can yeah get to I, I totally forgot about that part yeah it's very minor like he calls him on the phone i think twice yeah. <laughs> um and wade's like yeah sure you got it and yeah. and that that's about it that like that's the extent of it hmm. um so yeah like i don't know like yeah he's he's using similar characters um or using the same characters from different books, but I don't know if that's enough to really call it a series. Yeah. To me. Well, uh, while doing some research for this, um, this podcast, uh, I, I believe he's coming out with a third book. Oh, is he? I, I believe so. I might've misread that, but. Huh. What is that third book? See, this is the problem when we, when we do book clubs on books where the author is still alive, yeah. <laughs> it's that there's sometimes the possibility of sequels coming out further on down the road. Yeah, I thought I had read that, but uh, let's see. I could be mistaken. It's 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 happened once or twice before. <laughs> well, why do I have you on the on the uh, on the phone? On the we're phone. On the phone. We're on the computer. on the telly. On the on the telly, good uh, telly. Yeah, I don't see anything. Um, maybe I was mistaken. I I apologize. Uh, no, no. I mean, because it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I know that he was writing a third book in another series called. Oh no! Here, here it is. Uh, there's no title for it yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he is working on a third in the series. Yeah, I wonder well, if it's going to be again super loosely based, or if it's going to actually pull from either of these books. I mean, if it does, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same thing as like, you know, Hollis getting on the phone with someone from like maybe yeah. he talks to Hannah and asks her input on something, and she gives she gives him a report or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, also 2016, I think is when he got a lot of writing work from Disney for Star Wars. Mm. So I can definitely see like his own, not saying that he, he slacked off maybe, but like, I could definitely see if, if I were someone who was writing something on my own time and Disney gave me a contract to write three books and an ongoing monthly series, I would be like, okay you know that paycheck's probably yeah (laughs) it's like okay i have a deadline with my publisher but you know disney's actually paying me consistently so exactly (laughs) (laughs) maybe this editor will will tighten it up some nope yeah okay well (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so so yeah i mean yeah this is this is solid b stuff um Mm -hmm. i definitely his his uh three um star wars books are really good um actually apparently one of one of the characters he created in the books was used in um one of the episodes of mandalorian this past season. oh i did not know that so cool. his his creation I, I wonder what that's like to have one of your creations be part of a canon that large yeah having that like that i mean lore. they've paid him for it so they're not going to you know it's not like he sees any extra money from it but it's still probably but still yeah it's something that you can like at least put on your resume and be like hey i created that yeah it's now you know (laughs) 
it could have an action figure. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I, I do think it's kind of a bum rap how he got kicked off of, um, he, he was writing the ongoing, I think it was the Darth Vader comic. Oh. Um, but he, he went on this, like on his personal Twitter, he went on this like anti-Trump rant. And so Disney, of course, got a lot of right wing black trolls uh, writing in and they they got Disney to boot him, basically, I think. Because everybody's got to seem like they're neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, none of what he was like, I remember it happening at the time and I don't remember what he was tweeting, but it wasn't incorrect. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it probably wasn't like it's like I don't disagree with it, but it's like yeah he he probably used profanity because guess what he's an adult and he can write whatever he wants on his own personal (laughs) yeah on his twitter account you know um now yeah that that being said did you have any final thoughts for uh invasive um again i don't think it's a bad book i don't like don't quote me on that um i definitely think that it's out of the two books, it's probably the weaker, in my opinion. Exactly. But it's still, I think, a good read. And I think, you know, so my thing would be, like, I would recommend first Zero. And if you enjoyed Zero, then I would say go for um, Invasive. Yeah. You know, if if that was sort of, like, your thing that you really, like, liked go for it yeah but you know if you end up reading zero and like it's not really your jam or anything along those lines maybe i would say you could probably skip this book yeah yeah i mean that's um yeah i'll i'll echo that that's uh you know zeros i think is is the one that's better written or not better written but because they're both good but they're very different types of yeah. books um like other than the the inclusion of those two characters like they could have been separate books and you wouldn't be able to tell mm-hmm. um i think that zeros is better paced and is probably stronger from a premise standpoint whereas invasive is very much like kooky sci-fi like again like michael crichton like what if we pulled dinosaur dna from <laughs> yeah from like a mosquito <laughs> from amber <laughs> um it's it's yeah it's definitely more off the wall and very much more sci-fi than the zero storyline so mm-hmm. i recommend them both but definitely start with zeros before um invasive yeah um so yeah i guess with that um yeah we we averaged out pretty much it it you know low b on yeah on, uh invasive and then both of us were quite solidly be on on uh zeros Mm -hmm. but um yeah the next book club book is your choice which was um john green's turtles all the way down from 2017 it's um i guess young adult is it young adult or uh it's technically young adult um Mm -hmm. like that that's that's what it's listed as uh, yeah but I think it's, a, I mean, well, we'll get into it when we get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I mean, you know, young adult is goes much higher than you'd think. Like in, in my head, 
like I started uh, like I guess reading books at a much higher level than I probably should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, having reread some of the things that I read when I was a kid, it's like, oh, that's that's probably not not great to <laughs> a kid read. But um, yeah. but yeah, no, like young young adult, um, you know, adult is in the title. It's not only for you know uh, teenagers. Like it it goes up through. I would say early twenties. Yeah. Um, like it, like there's just such a huge span of time. I mean, granted, I'm not a like young adult librarian or, uh, or anyone who works in the publishing industry. Just my, my, um, after having read this, uh, the, or the, the turtles all the way down. Um, oh, so you have already read it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, good. Um, which, uh, yeah, like I, Again, After we'll get read into it, it when we get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that, like, even though it says it's it's young adult, um, yeah, there's some interesting I, themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it definitely made me go, oh, I guess young adult goes much higher than I thought it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll talk about that um, in in uh, a little bit, um, and then uh, there's only one more episode for the end of the year, and that is ne- uh, next two weeks. Uh, we'll be putting out um dr sleep Mm -hmm. um and it will uh yeah it'll be our last episode for the season um in the the next 2020s yeah we'll um we'll be changing up format a little bit in 2021 so uh you know dr sleep will be the last in the old sections of formats i think um for the foreseeable few or at least as long as the pandemic's going on just yeah. because <laughs> the intricacies of what recording takes yeah um gosh. but uh you know i i think we're both pretty committed to keeping book clubs yeah um, just I, because I, those are kind of a common thing i know i look forward to them yeah i and so do i i i think that they're enjoyable and we both come from a background that enjoys reading so yeah yeah both both of us are i think pretty rabid or rabid readers um <laughs> no, not rabid i got my baby <laughs> shot yesterday no. <laughs> well good <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so with that we'll see you guys in a couple weeks for dr sleep and uh have a happy holiday yeah happy holidays and see you next time see you next time bye, bye.